Hello everyone and welcome back to Coffee Mug. I'm Elizetta and I'm here today with my beautiful friend and co-host Carly. How are you today? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you for asking. So today we're going to talk about a really important topic that can connect with other episodes that we have done in the past and uh, you'll understand as we go on. The topic is PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. What is it? How does it affect people and how we can help people suffering? Before we start, we have to clarify that we're not medical professionals and the knowledge that we're sharing is based on experience and research. The purpose of our podcast is to purely educate others and ourselves. Please talk with a medical professional or someone close to you for diagnosis and help. Now, Carly, would you like to tell us about PTSD? Yes, no problem. So PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is an anxiety disorder caused by something very stressful, frightening or distressing. Someone with PTSD often relieves the traumatic event through nightmares and flashbacks and may even experience feelings of isolation, irritability and guilt. We're going to start by going over some causes of PTSD and Elisette is going to take over to explain some of these. Yeah, of course. There are many different factors that can cause someone to have PTSD. These can include serious road accidents, violent personal attacks such as sexual assault and other attacks, serious health problems maybe being diagnosed with a life-threatening disease or being in a psychiatric yard, childbirth experiences, a mother perhaps having a bad experience giving birth or a partner seeing the birth of a child, working in a really stressful environment, for example, in emergency services, losing someone close to you or like generally experiencing death either in your profession or in your life, and generally experiencing violence. According to the NHS, post-traumatic stress disorder affects one in every three people who go through something like the aforementioned. It is unclear why some people go through it and some others don't. After you go through a traumatic experience, there are many symptoms that can be triggered. One can relieve the experience through vivid nightmares and flashbacks, intrusive thoughts and feelings, physical sensations such as pain, sweating or trembling, or insomnia, difficulty sleeping. When reminded of the traumatic event, the person might feel irritated or upset. They might be panicking. They could also be extremely alert, which is called hypervigilance, have aggressive behavior, have difficulty focusing on simple tasks, they're easily startled and jumpy, or they might have other similar symptoms as anxiety, like you mentioned, Carly. And this is like a good time to say that you can listen our podcast about anxiety attacks, if you want. We'll link it down below if you're watching on YouTube. Apart from these symptoms, there are other things that this disorder can cause. You might feel like you need to keep yourself busy in order to not think about the event. You might avoid situations that remind you of that happening. You might forget things that have happened. You might be feeling numb or out of your body. You might use drugs or alcohol to forget the situation. We can blame you, obviously, your body and your mind, and trying to forget something so negative and traumatic and you're trying to survive. PTSD symptoms are often severe and persistent, which can make the everyday life of the person suffering really, really difficult. They might be struggling to maintain relationships, to take care of themselves, to remember things. They might be struggling to enjoy their leisure time and their sex drive and be affected. It is also common to experience this disorder with other mental health conditions such as anxiety, like we have said before, depression, dissociative disorders, which can then lead to more symptoms. There are, however, ways to help yourself. 
before I pass it on to Carly for the treatment, the symptoms can improve through time. But if they don't, you can seek treatment for your weeks after the event or even immediately. And that is according to the NHS. Carly, would you like to tell us more about the treatment? I do, yes. Thank you for that. I think it's definitely really important that we do go over certain causes and yeah. things that can definitely help that way. But if you do have a PTSD that requires treatment, psychological therapies are used and recommended first. A combination of psychological therapy and medication might be recommended if you have severe or persistent PTSD. There are three main types of psychological therapies used to treat people with PTSD. Cognitive Behavioural Therapy or CPD. That's the first one we're going to discuss. So, CPT is a type of therapy that aims to help you manage your problems by changing how you think and act. Trauma-focused CBT uses a range of psychological techniques to help you come to terms with the traumatic event. For example, your therapist may ask you to confront your traumatic memories by thinking about your experience in detail. During this process, your therapist helps you cope with any distress you feel while identifying the unhelpful thoughts. Your therapist can help you gain control of your fear and distress by changing the negative ways you think about your experience. For example, feeling that you're to blame about what happened or feeling that it might happen again. You usually have to go for about 8-12 to 12 weeks for this session of focused CBT, although a fewer might be needed and sessions usually last for around 60-90 to 90 minutes. The next one we're going to look at is EMDR or Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. So EMDR is a relatively new treatment that has been found to reduce the symptoms of PTSD. It usually involves making side-to-side eye movements, usually by following the movement of your therapist's finger while recalling the traumatic incidents. Other methods may include the therapist tapping their finger or playing in the tone. It's not clear exactly how this works, but it may help you change the negative way you think about the traumatic experience. The last one we're going to look at is group therapy. Some people find it helpful to speak about their experiences with other people who also have PTSD. Group therapy can help find ways that manage your symptoms and understand the condition. There is also a number of charities that provide the counselling support for PTSD. So for example, there is Combat Stress, which is a military charity specialising in helping ex-servicemen and women. Rape Crisis, a charity providing a range of services for women and girls who have experienced abuse, domestic violence and sexual assault. Victim support, providing support and information to victims or witnesses of a crime. And Cruise, a charity providing support and information for people who have been bereaved. Another thing that may help with PTSD is medication. Antidepressants such as proxidine, sertraline, metazapine, amitriptyline, phenylzine are sometimes used to treat PTSD in adults. Of these medications, only paroxine and sertraline are licensed and specifically for PTSD. But metazapine, amitriptyline and phenylzine also have been found to be effective and may recommend for as well. Psychological treatment would not be effective if the ongoing threat or further trauma is persistent, such as domestic violence. If it's happening now and you're in the situation, then getting help for PTSD at that time wouldn't be as effective. It's also important to know that medication needs to be under the supervision of a mental health specialist. Antidepressants can be prescribed to reduce the associated symptoms of depression and anxiety and help with sleeping problems, but they're only prescribed usually to people who are older than 18 and less recommended by a specialist. Please, please, please don't take the medication unless you've been prescribed by a specialist. Now we're going to have a small discussion about PTSD and what it means to us. Yeah, I mean... I I just want to say that while researching this episode and like trying to find academic sources 
which I really struggle with and all my information is taken from the NHS and mind and very well mind. It was really difficult to find academic sources that didn't talk only about veterans and like they have done incredible things for their countries and it's really hard to imagine what they've been through but PTSD is not only for veterans as we mentioned and it's surprising that not many people talk about it. I feel like this is something that people do struggle with. People don't want to be associating themselves with PTSD because they do find that oh PTSD should only be discussed in terms and conversations discussing war which is not the case. If you've been through something traumatic and stressful and you are experiencing things like flashbacks or memories or severe distress from that situation then you may be suffering from PTSD and it's okay if you're not associated with war or veteranism or anything like that. Yeah, I'm just like really, really surprised by that. And another thing that I came across, uh, it was um, a journal, an academic journal, which was saying that people are trying to remove the word disorder from PTSD and just call it post-traumatic stress because it's just they don't want to have the disorder in it, which Mm -hmm. I found really, really interesting. And... I don't remember exactly what the the author was saying, but I find like a really powerful statement to do that and like exclude the word disorder, which I don't know. People find that the word disorder has stigma and like if you say that, oh, I have this disorder, people are like, oh, stay away sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is horrible. Yeah, it's not okay that's that's not normal that's not okay and that's one of the reasons why we are doing this podcast because we want to lessen the stigma that disorders have yes definitely and just shed light on the fact that people do have these disorders and illnesses and it's really okay for you to have these i feel that it's really really important for you to own your illness and disorder and not feel like you need to shy away and not talk to anybody about it because in the end you may be making yourself feel worse yeah. It's really hard to open up and it's really, really hard to talk about your experience. But if you take this first step, you're literally on the way to release yourself mm-hmm. and be free of all this trauma and pain. No matter what disorder you have, no matter what condition you have, it is okay. It's difficult, it's hard, it's painful, but it will be fine. It takes so much courage to actually survive with all these things so much energy courage and power we really do think it takes power and courage to even listen to us and just sit here and realize oh no maybe i have maybe i maybe i do have things that correlate with what they're saying or maybe my friend does and i do need to start recognizing that a bit more yeah we commit we applaud you yeah we're so proud and thank you again for listening to another episode We are really glad again that you're here with us and we can't wait to have you back next week. So don't forget, uh, you can contact us via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We upload everything on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find your podcast, basically. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Yeah, see you next week.